Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again. We're just so honored that you take this time to let us come across your airways to be part of this community. And if you haven't figured it out, this week we gave Stephanie a week off. And we're going to give her another week off. We actually uh, had scheduled Pastor Crockett. I ended up having some dental work. I wasn't able to have him. But Stephanie's going to take a couple weeks off. But she's going to be back with us next week. But she's going to have a couple weeks off this summer. And uh, so we're moving right along. But we want you to know that we're honored again to have uh, Pastor Tony Miller with us, a longtime pastor of ours. And uh, we sure do love him and appreciate him taking the time to be with us. He's a real busy man. He's involved a lot with counseling other pastors and mentoring people. You know, you can retire from the job, but you can't retire from the job. Uh, that's uh, And that's Pastor Miller. He, he, he's not the full-time active pastor. Pastor Crockett is, who you guys know and love. But uh, Pastor Miller is still Pastor Miller. He's going to be Pastor Miller when he gets to heaven. Uh, you just can't give up on that. The only problem in heaven, there's nobody to shepherd. <laughs> Everybody's perfect. <laughs> yeah. but, but we'll be learning. We will be increasing in knowledge of the Lord. And that's one of the things I look forward to in heaven is that we'll never know everything there is about God. Oh. And it, we're just going to spend eternity growing and knowing him. And in a perpetual place of joy. Amen. And uh, I, boy, joy is so important. So we want to start off. So we've been starting off with this segment of talking about a, uh, a characteristic of PTSD, something we're going through with PTSD. We want you to come on every single day and hear us have a little bit of a conversation of something you may be going through or went through or can help somebody go through. And this particular day, I want to talk about hurt with Pastor Miller. He's been around so many people. Just recently, just to give you an idea, a dear member of our church went to heaven. Somebody, uh, you know, the, the members of our church's parents and, and just wonderful, wonderful people. There's constant state of hurt with that family and with many of us. Many of you listening today, there's always hurt. There's always pain. Our, our hearts hurt. We're in pain. And But the Bible reminds us uh, over in Romans 8, uh, verse number 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And so it's funny, Pastor, we were just talking about what's going to be revealed in the glory, getting to know mm, God. Yes. But so many. So not, we're not in heaven yet. This is earth that is a cursed earth. Yeah. So many in pain. But yes, and Think of the family you're probably referring to. This lady has lost both of her parents within one month's time, mm. and her husband is not well. Yeah, and they served the Lord for years as missionaries. Oh yeah, and it just uh, Spurgeon put it this way. He said that troubles are like birds; they fly to us in flocks. Wow, not individually, but in flocks. Yeah, and uh, that that's so true. I remember a time in my own life where I was, my job was really stressful, that stretch. Yeah. My dad died that year uh, in J January 5th while we were on vacation out in Colorado. Uh, after that, within 20 days, 
I had one of my brothers arrested by the FBI. Mm. And then a month after that, a month and 20 days after my dad dies, my mom has a massive stroke. Oh, wow. And she's hemiplegic on the right side for the rest of her life. Mm. And uh, I understand what it means to go through hers, and they come in flocks because uh, I started getting hives. And yeah. I never had those. But it, it, And my wife and I were playing racquetball together up until that time, and we dr- dropped out of our exercise. I had an office job mm. in, in a Bible college, uh, teaching and administrating and just the tension had built up and it was affecting my body. The emotional stress yeah. was beginning to affect my body so much. And we, we've, we've got to work through those things. Now, one of the things that helped is we went back to playing racquetball together Yeah, and that, that was a stress release. And sometimes people just need some physical outlet yeah. to, 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 it helps to be constructive, but I had to come to grips with some of those things, those losses that we were going through. And to be frank with you right now, my wife is facing this type of thing. Mm. Her brother has cancer, just had a stroke on Sunday ago. Lord help. Yeah, he's 67, bone marrow. Her dad is 91, he's not well. He may be going to heaven. You know, there's another situation that I can't even mention. Yeah. And it seems like they come in flocks. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then I look at it and I say, but wait a minute, Lord, we are not overdone in stress and trials right now. And I get to thinking about Job. Boy. Yes. And you talk about all of it. I mean, perspective. Yeah. yeah. The family, he lost his children. He lost his wife's support, curse God and die. He lost his business. He lost his employees. He, he lost his health. I mean, you couldn't lose. In a couple days. Yeah. yeah, just right there in one stretch. Yeah, yeah. And yet, uh, we know why he went through that, but he it's never recorded that it was said to him from God, this is why you're going through this, Job. I had a discussion with Satan, and Satan accused you falsely. And your motive for serving me, so I had to, I had to rebuke Satan through your life. Right. Okay. And sometimes we don't know the why of the what. Yeah. And but we always know though, and that's what I want to say about it is the end of Job is accentuated in James chapter five. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah, and how he ended up in in chapter forty two of Job talks about the double increase of everything in his life, but God even developed him with a different opinion of God. Mm. He was a man that feared God, has chewed evil. He was the one that God pointed out, hey, you want to see somebody on earth that loves me? Here he is. Yeah. And yet he went through that trial and some dross came out and got burned out of him, and yet... He said at the end, he said, I'd heard of the word with my ear, but now I've seen you with my own eyes. Mm. I've experienced you. I see you. And he came to realize there is a sovereign God in heaven 
Mm. It was with him all along, yeah. taking care of him. And, and, you know, I'm amazed with Job. Now, we did a complete study on Job on this podcast. Oh, we did com- you? We completely went through the book. And, you know, every time I go through it, every time I, I look at it, study it out, I learn something that's profound in my life. You mm. know, I see a picture of my life. And one of the things I saw is when Job got right with God, and, and we never see God for all God is. He's infinite. We're finite. But when Job saw God a little more godly, when Job put things in perspective, he prayed for his friends. He realized that the, the God of yeah. all eternity, that he wasn't playing games with somebody here. He was dealing with the God of all eternity. And he started praying for his friends. And I, I think there's more to it than, hey, he prayed for his friends and everything got better. No, I think Job's heart got to the place where he knew God uh, was God. And he, he saw himself as a, a worm. Yeah, and said, "God, my friends need your help." I'm so finite, and God, you're so infinite. Yeah, why? Why did I ever call you on the carpet? Yeah, it's it's not just an on and off switch. You know, so many times, sadly, we hear people preaching on and off switch. Well, Joe paid for his friends, and everything got better. Now there, there was a lot of stuff. There was, you know, you know, the shoe hike guy. All these knuckleheads are coming along. You know, well, they were falsely accusing him. Yeah, I know, and and boy, they were. People he loved, people he cared for, undoubtedly people he went to Starbucks with or whatever yeah, the version exactly. was. People, people that they broke bread together, people who knew his kids, people who knew his family. Yeah. And uh, But then, but boy, I'll tell you, Job goes through all of that. And we got to remember, you know, he, he shaved his head, brother. He, he pulled out the ashes, you know, he, mm-hmm. he let it be known that I'm not handling this on my own. You know, there's some symbolism in there. Everybody's quick to, to, to be mad at Job or uh, to throw dirt at him or to throw dirt at Mrs. Job. Well, I'm here to tell you, man, uh, life was really hard for those folks. And I'm so glad that God lets us see that trial and those things that went on. But Job was right with God. His wife, and you're, when you're right with God, your wife knows you're right with God. And, and when you're, you know, your kids know you're right with God. Your neighbors know you're right yeah. with God. And Job had to go through that humiliation and, and the shame of everything that happened to him. And, and you were just talking about that wonderful family in our church there that just lost mom and dad, husband sick, and your dear wife, and people going through stuff. And everybody's intimately familiar with the, uh, Ron Hamilton that listened to this radio program. We put out prayer requests. And boy, the things he's going through. But can I tell you something? Somewhere in these trials, there's help for me. Mm. And somewhere in your trials, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how God's going to use you. There's help for me. There's help for other people. There's help for people in your family. Somewhere in your trials uh, comes praying for your friends. Somewhere in your trials comes a relationship with God that you've never had. And uh, in my life, I ran from that relationship. I, I just didn't get it. You know, we lost uh, Debbie's mom and my mom within a couple months of each other. We went through the toughest time in our military career and our ministry. I mean, there's times we went through, and I didn't find that close relationship with God until later on. So, friends, we say all that about the hurt and the pain, I, and, and I know we went a little bit long, but in my mind, my hope and prayer this morning was exactly this, that those of you who are hurting, those of you that are in pain, those of you that life hurts right now, God can use you. Yes, yes. And God uses them. I, I usually point people to James 1 or 1 Peter yeah. uh, if they're going through heavy trials because those are the ones that tell us we can profit 
we can grow, we can get better, we can get closer to the Lord, we can show him love through the trial. Yeah. We, we can... Count it all joy. Yeah, and we can have a reason to rejoice because God is up to something good by allowing the trials to come our way. And We, and we just need to cooperate. And just remembering that on the other side of this, it doesn't compare the suffering we're going oh, through right now. Yeah. I reckon it doesn't compare to where we're going, man. We're going to a good place. There'll be no suffering. Uh, there'll be no nightfall. There'll be The tears will be wiped away. And uh, listen, there's a lot of good things going on. Hey, just let's take a minute, let our sponsors talk right here, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. Well, here we are, and it's, it's great. Uh, we can... We can sit back, and I, I wonder what it's going to be like to meet Job. I, I wonder, Pastor, if we're going to have time to meet all of our heroes here in the box. But I'd like to sit down with Job and uh, and get to know Job and Mrs. Job and all their kids. Your question, do we have time? Yeah. It's eternity, brother. We've got it. <laughs> I know, but there's so many of us are going to be lining up for certain people. You know? I, I don't think there's going to be any frustrations like we have on yeah. time crunches up there. We're, we, we're not going to run out of time. <laughs> if I don't get it done, so to speak, this stretch, it'll be... Yeah. Uh, uh, there's no to... Disney World lines up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's great. Oh, it is going to be a joy to talk with some of these people. Oh, boy. I, I was sick. I was reading about Paul the other day. And, you know, there's such a drastic change in his life. And, you know, I'm, I'm, many of you know I'm finishing up a book on, on biblical counseling with the idea of PTSD in mind. And one of the things I came across was how people change, how God changes people. Mm. People are looking, Pastor, for this emotional uh, high. They're looking for something. Like I, I was on the phone the other day with a gentleman, and and uh, he was looking at his salvation. And it, and it's probably five times in the last month I've been on the phone with a gentleman that are looking for their salvation and something emotional that happened in their life. And you know, that's the biggest mistake we can make, folks, is, you know, it's God, it's his word. We just do it and we move on. And the, the biggest mistake that we make in Christianity, I mean, if if you study out the book of uh, to the Church of Corinth, the first letter to the Church of Corinth, I remember studying the seminary, there were 30 things that they were doing wrong. And every one of them was pointing back to themselves, you know, emotions, mm-hmm. this, that, you know, we won't get into that right now. But I do want to say this to you, dear friends. Um, Trials are going to come, and uh, and it's a time for healing. It's a time for helping, and it's a time, most importantly, for getting close to God. So we've been in the book of Proverbs, and chapter number 17, we're in verse 18 now. A man void of understanding striketh hands and becomes surety in the presence of his friends. So, uh, you know, being a reliable friend in times, you know, in adversity is a note I wrote down, and it's different than some kind of full-hearted, crazy agreement or something like that. It, you know, so, so I look at this. As, so you have that person who's void of understanding. And uh, what do you do uh, with that person that's void of understanding? Yeah, I think this is speaking about the person that is becoming surety, and that's guaranteeing that you're going to pay the bills if they renege on a loan, yeah. whatever, and... In the presence of his friend, well, a man void of understanding, if he's not, if it's the guy that's borrowing money and not paying it back, uh, he shouldn't be borrowing the money. But it, sometimes it's stupid to actually agree to back someone up financially. Oh, yeah. 
and you can get burned that way. Co-signers are signers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so that's what he's giving caution, I think, here. And the book of Proverbs deals with all types of things we face in life. Yeah. And he's, once again, just saying, be wise. Have judgment. Don't, don't, yeah, don't put yourself in jeopardy financially. Though, uh, for a friend, you're going to go as far as you can with him to help him. But don't put yourself in jeopardy yeah. on the basis of someone else's will. That to choose that they're not going to take responsibility and do what they're supposed to do. Don't you become responsible for their folly? Yeah, yeah, and and that word surety actually has a financial sense to it. Yeah. It's kind of it's like being that safe person, you know, guarantor, guarantor, co-signer, co-signer. There you go. I I used to work in filling out paperwork to sell things and things like that. And boy, we we would tell people, you know, co-signer is a signer. Yeah. I mean, it's your loan if the other person doesn't come exactly. through. Exactly, it's all over. So if you you get you get one uh, one signature down, you could be in debt for someone else's vehicle and have to try to get it back from them, or someone else's loan, or someone's addition, or whatever the case may be. But in practical terms, here, I I I think that we we grow to a point in our lives where we realize right wrong. Now, I've co-signed for my son's first car. Now he owns a house today. We're not, we're not saying you don't do these types right. of things. What we're saying is use that judgment. And, and, boy, that's so important. And then in verse 19 there, he loveth transgression that loveth strife. He loveth that. He loves those bad things. He loves those fights, those arguments. And he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. And, uh, boy, there's a lot of things. So we've talked about, you know, friendship and verses before this and things like that. And friendship, it helps us overcome strife. It helps us overcome financial obligations. We, we've seen that so far. And now we're talking, uh, really, uh, we just went through quarreling and, and we're looking at these things and these different motives and, and things that are going on. But if you love transgression, if you love wickedness, if you love sin, if you love being caught up in these things, uh, uh, he that loveth transgression, that loveth strife, he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. So make this easy for us, pastors. Try to put this together uh, in a quick term. What is God saying to us? Yeah, here? right here he's saying, if you want to have transgression or sin, be a person that loves strife. That's really mm -hmm. what he's driving at here. It, he, he that loveth strife loves transgression is yeah. the way it could be stated. So if you're a fighter and you like to have battles with people, yeah. you're going to create more sin and more transgressions. You're going to tempt people to go to sin. You can, you can say words to people. You can say, accuse them falsely. You can accuse their motives. You can do all kinds of things with words to stir up a fight. And then now we've got both people are angry and out of control. Yeah. So that's what he's saying on that. And the other part, he is saying, he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. And this has to do with pride. A gate would be the entry into a house, yep. and you make it ostentatious, and you make it ornate, and it's arrogant move. Yeah. I am richer than everybody in the neighborhood, and I'm Mr. It because I have it all. I have all the money. And so it's an act of pride. And what is he saying there? He says he seeks destruction. He's, he's going to destroy relationships with people if he is arrogant. And so our being ostentatious, our being prideful in our pre presentation of ourself, whatever, it's one thing to have a 
testimony the way you keep your lawn, yeah, how you paint your house, but to go extravagant, I'm Mr. It, I'm better than everybody else, that's going to tempt people in relationships with them to be destroyed or destruction. Yeah, and, and I think... It can cause quarrel, you know, the quarrels. It can cause the fighting. It can cause, yes. and 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 I think that's what we're looking at here. You can you can tempt people to the point where there's unrest, where there's fighting, where uh, you can be that person. I mean, you can look around a neighborhood and see those people uh, with the front door. But talking more, let's look at this more from a perspective of life, even. You know that word ostentatious. For those of you who may not have used that word before, showy. Yeah, you know, uh, showing off. I mean, that's the way we used to say it in school when I was a kid. Well, in our country, we see people building mansions. My son-in-law was involved in electrical construction. They go to homes and they're building homes that are eight thousand, nine thousand square feet. Wow! And it's for a man and his wife mm. to live in this huge mansion. What's the purpose of that? Yeah, they don't yeah. need that. It's not. It's not a need they have. There's a purpose in doing this. Now I understand some people invest in properties, build houses, and it's an investment. Yeah. But is it for show? See, oh, why? That's right. Because you wake up, and I got to tell you, friends, uh, we had a house that you know had a couple kids, a couple other kids living with us. And, and you wake up one day, pastor, and you're 60 years old, and it's just you and your wife anyway, and having a house that's a lot less than half of what you're saying there. It's still kind of big for us. and But I, I think, trying to put this in perspective, that as we live our lives, we want to be that person that brings closeness. Relationships. Our doors wide open to people. Yes. Connections, loving God. Uh, you know, it's okay to have the rose bushes. It's okay. To, you know, folks, we're not saying that. We're saying taking it to a different level, having the 14 karat gold doorknobs, having the shiny stuff. You know, a lot of people garden. I mean, Debbie's out here working on our flowers all the time. And uh, But please understand, so as we've been looking at this, we started off today, and we, we were talking about hurt and pain. And, uh, and and so many of us are hurting and in pain. And just remember the remember the ingredients of uh, healing and helping is part of that healing. Getting closer to God is the biggest part of that healing. Uh, you know, imagine going through something so terrible, it just shakes your entire world. And you can do a couple things once you've been through that. You can uh, hide that away and never bring it up again because it brings back bad things. Or you can get closer to God and share that everywhere you go. You can be that person like that and, and just say, man, I've been there. Share pe with people how God helped you work through it. That's right. Look what God has done in my life. Yeah. yeah, and every opportunity of a trial is to show God love and show others how to handle trials, even though you don't know why the trials are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James chapter 1, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he's tried or tested, and he comes out pure as gold, there we go. What a great song. Yeah. And he shall come forth or as gold. gold yeah. hey, hey, listen, folks, we hate to cut you off, but we got to we're, we're constrained to this time limit to fit on some radio programs. We sure do love you, folks. You don't want to miss tomorrow. Make sure you get back out of here tomorrow morning. We are just going to be wide open asking Pastor Miller questions about those of us who've been hurt by people, those of us who mistakenly might be hurting people. We want to know how we can make a difference, how, how, uh, uh, 
how God can help us be better, how we can help others. We sure do love you folks. Don't miss tomorrow morning. We miss you, Stephanie. Get back soon. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.